the town. Hello and welcome to Omen the Town. I'm Luke Gregory and here's what's coming up today. A late fireback wasn't enough for the Hawthorns as Luton lose 3-2 away at West Brom. Today we discuss why it went so wrong at the Hawthorns. Was this a bit of a wake-up call for the club? Because we've been raving about them in the podcast in the last few weeks. Maybe now this is the wake-up call we all needed. We discuss Elijah Adebayo. Why did he struggle to get into the game at the weekend? And is it just the case of this guy's still raw and young and he's going to grow and, and get much better? Uh, that is... Dave just turned down my mic, lovely. Um, but that is what we're going to be discussing today. And I'm with Dave and I'm with Vitaro. Evening, boys. How are you? Evening. Good evening. How are we? All good? Yeah, we're good, mate. We're yeah, good. mostly. Mostly good. Um, Vitaro, you weren't at the game at the weekend, but you've watched it back, so you've got yes, a bit of an opinion today. Yes, I watched the full game uh, replay today. Yeah. At work, as always. Not wasting my own time, <laughs> as you do. But no, um, yeah, just... I think the whole the whole weekend was a bit. I mean, it was a great trip away. It was a, it was great to be away with all those fans and everybody that was there. I'm surprised uh, we didn't sell out. Not going to lie. Yeah, but we had we had a, a good following, a vocal following, and just sad that the the first part of the football didn't really match up to that. Well, let's get some three word views of West Brom three Luton two. Andy says never gave up. Daz says great second half. Phil makeshift defence. Helen says great last thirty minutes. Um, although 30 minutes is all, all one so it counts as a three word Lee says need centre backs back Benji said atmosphere was mad um, Robbie and many others said hope Clark's okay um, oh, look, it was that first half was atrocious wasn't it I tweeted from my own account saying my god that first half was awful it, it just wasn't us was it from from recent weeks or even last weekend it was different to last weekend, for definite. I think we we shot ourselves in the foot quite early, didn't we? That's the problem. And um, maybe we just showed West Brom too much respect because, you know, they're, they're just relegated from the Premier League. And, uh, yeah, I think we gave them too much. We gave them too much. To be honest, what I saw of it, like I said, I only watched the replay. Obviously, I weren't there. I didn't have the, the emotion of it, obviously, firsthand. But, um, yeah. <coughs> excuse me. What I will say is, especially the first half first hour 70 minutes whatever it was everyone was just standing off weren't they no one really got stuck in everyone dropped deep it was almost like like you say Dave with too much respect yeah just peeling off them too much just going saying do you know what boys you just play in front of us or whatever else but you know what I mean it's not it's not going to happen especially against a team like that they've got too much quality in depth I mean how, Brom, I, so. I just I just think um, we didn't give up Absolutely didn't give up, but the the first part was disappointing, and we were so excited about being there, and we thought this was going to show what level we're at. I thought at the time, but th- th- there must be some, some something we can take from the game. Well, Mark says positives to take, and I guess the only the main thing you can take is that there was a bit of fight, and we we kind of didn't give up. And and to be honest, maybe if we did have an extra five minutes, I know we had sixteen plus at, mm. at ninety, but if we had. I don't know if we if we had an extra oh, genuinely, five. Genuinely, we I may think have, we may have had a chance to make it three all. But I think there was another opportunity. If there's a little bit more time in that game, we would have taken it. I think we had them on on the back foot for the last twenty minutes, especially when we first scored. Mm-hmm. Their heads dropped real quick. Yes, yeah, so the thing is, what I realised, obviously, like I said on the phone, um, I realised as soon as we put pressure on them, they didn't really know how to react to that. It was almost like you know they were too used to being to being comfortable, should we say, because in the first half, it was way too easy. They should have been about 5-0 at half-time. 
realistically. But do you really think that? Oh, hundred percent. It's it was shocking. Slews made is pulled out two saves out, you know, from behind. I don't understand. There was a couple of great saves from Slew yeah. in that. In that oh, first he, made, he made a couple of them look very sort of like dramatic, but one of them, especially, is a great save. I think he flicked it over to buy, flapped across it. Anyway, oh yes, yeah, I remember yeah. that one. And potentially, obviously, one for me shouldn't have stood. Whereas a fan of the goalkeeper, but obviously we'll get into that. But um, no, I mean, it could have easily been five 0 I mean. At the back, I mean, we pissed about on the ball too much. It was you know, it's too much dilly dally, wasn't it? Like, so showing show respect and not doing anything with it, getting the ball, hoofing it clear, nor going along to no one. That's all it was. And we were unchanged from the eleven that beat Peterborough last weekend. Uh, Sluga, Briosho, Naismith, and Bell the back, the back four, and the keeper. And we're looking at this situation again. Where, to be fair, Osho's had a good couple of games, you know, for a first time in a in a Luton shirt and. I thought he looked good again at the weekend. Naismith, on the other hand, I just think, I don't know, I was disappointed with the own goal and Mm -hmm. it happened last time we came to West Brom. So it's kind of like we're just giving them a head start. But these are the type of goals I, last week or last week or a couple of weeks on the podcast, I said, if we want to kick on this year, we've got to eradicate these goals. And as I know, it's like Nathan Jones said, we haven't had anyone there just to go and head the ball out. Just, it's pretty basic, isn't it? Oh, yeah, of course it is. You'd like to think if your established centre-halves are in, um, or centre-back, sorry, they, they would absolutely nail that and push it away. I just can't explain it. And and to, to score an own goal in that way, that's just like a long, five yeah, minutes in. A long it, was, punt it, was, in box, it was just a long punt. You just throws, just header yeah. it, even header it up, but to header it the way that he did, um, you know, and beat Sluga hands down. Yeah, that's a quick question. Sorry, before you carry on, Dave. Was there a bit of wind? I see, I see the rain coming down. Was there a bit of wind or not? I didn't on feel the day? it. I, well, well there's a few things I see when the ball's going in the box. I mean, everyone was sort of losing track of the ball. I couldn't quite uh, work it out. I don't uh, know if there was wind or I don't no, know if it was shit defending listen, you personally. No, no, no. no. You, you, can't, you can't give anything to the weather for that goal at all. No, I'm trying you're to say that. No, yeah, I know yeah. what you're trying to say, but <laughs> no, you can't. He mistimed his jump. He didn't head it right. And, and and Nathan Jones said it, if you don't defend that from the first ball and, yeah. and foot it away, then, you know, that's ridiculous. He's your centre-back. He should mm-hmm. be able to do that. Um, sometimes it's unfortunate. It goes in. And, you know, it's just not the start we wanted. And maybe if we'd have been clean sheet for 10, 15 minutes, the game would have yeah. developed differently. It's pretty, it puts the early nerves in, doesn't it, really? Oh, absolutely. Ner- you think, was it four minutes and so many, so many seconds? Yeah, it was a crazy goal, and it was so disappointing Early. because you know we just we weren't in that first five minutes. We just didn't mm-hmm. get the ball, did we? Didn't do anything. To with be it. honest, we didn't get the ball for about yeah. the first sort of like half of the first like hour of the game no. because <laughs> I, I can tell you what was I watched it back today, and uh, all right, it wasn't like you know you've seen a team get absolutely pumped like pumped 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 again. Do you know what I mean? Whatever else, but it was almost like. West Brom didn't sort of leave second or third gear and they still dominated us. They smothered us. It, I, mean, I, I genuinely think we just held back. We, we didn't put ourselves out there like we would have done, uh, at, like we did mm. against um, Peterborough. Mm. However, um, <coughs> I don't know. think we had the capabilities to do that because of the way West Brom may be set up or the, the personnel West Brom have. I don't think that allowed us to be how we were last weekend. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll definitely give you that, but it doesn't. There didn't seem to be that fight that we had. You know what I'm trying to say. So when when we were watching the game, you're, you're sitting there, well, standing or sitting there, going, "Come on, press up, make a challenge." And I know they're quick. I know they're ex Premier players, and I know they're they're one of the favourites to go up. 
but we just didn't get fired or started or fired up enough, yeah, you know, and to, 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 to put your challenges in a bit earlier to keep the ball for a bit. We didn't keep the ball at all in no, the No, I first thought we game. gave away the ball a lot of the yeah. weekend, which was kind of disappointing to see. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah, that was ridiculous. I mean, I think, obviously, without naming names, I think there was, there was a couple of players in the park. You obviously know one of them is. But um, I think... <laughs> don't, don't look at me like that, Griggs. No, because you know what I'm going to say. Cause no? You know, it's not always like I'm digging. It's not like I'm digging. But, you know, I'm going to come out and say it. Pelly was horrendous on Saturday. People didn't perform to lot, their, their abilities. But, but yes, there was the a, it wasn't, he wasn't just the only one. It wasn't the only one. It was almost like, as soon as one player did it, the other player sort of thought, oh, fuck it, I'll get away with it if I do it. It was almost like no one really took responsibility or no one got on the ball. And when they were trying to play the ball, they were blind passes. They were shocking. Every single time. I think in the first half, we lost the ball about 16 times from having possession. Just simple passes or trying to turn out. Or trying, do you know what I mean? Just trying to do the basics first. We weren't doing that. Kick the bloody ball for a lot longer than sort of two passes. We couldn't do it. Yeah. As and soon as we get the ball, win it back. Sorry, Dave. As soon as we win the ball, it was always going back to the centre halves and it was going long to no one. But the first goal came from a set piece, didn't mm. it? And the second goal came from a set piece oh, too. Throw in, wasn't it? The yeah. first one. Yeah, yeah, but it's still a set piece. It was a long throw. And, he, and, he, and the header was poor. And the second goal was just as poor. Second goal was awful. Let's talk about that. It was a corner into the box. Um, and it's just kind of... I, I don't even know how this has happened. I've only watched it back once. But it's just like flicked in at the far post. And it's just... Oh, it's just so bad. And it's like I said a couple of weeks ago. And I said a minute ago on the podcast. If we can just cut these silly goals out of our game. We give ourselves a chance to really do something serious this season. And, that's, and I think that's what Nathan Jones stressed in his post-match was, like, I promise you this isn't going to happen again. Like, yeah. they, they will learn. They're young players as well. The thing is, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it, I don't think much of what happened Saturday. The fact that we were 3-0 down, right, at one point, not get, I wouldn't say getting tanked, but we were, get, you, no, we were getting it given to us, you know what I mean? But there are some positives to take out of Saturday as well at the same time. I, I believe we gave them three goals no, we, oh, we yeah, literally yeah, exactly. gave we them yeah, three goals right? so when you look Gifted. at them if you all look at them individually mm-hmm. I think we could have defended every single one of them better every single one um, so I think we gave them too much respect we gave them too much space and we gave them three goals and then you've got a mountain to climb haven't you that's the point if we'd have gone at them from the beginning it would have been different 100% different yeah. I think when you look at the result overall and I said it in the intro is this a bit of a wake-up call just for the players and actually maybe some of the fans obviously look we're not overreacting or anything this is literally just like does this kind of just set in stone actually this is the level we're at and we're not quite where maybe some of our fans think we are or where we even want to be see I wouldn't even say it's not where we it's not the level we're at I'll be honest I think West Brom are one of the best teams in the league for me they're going to win the league this year not for me no? No. That's fair enough, but for me, Dave. But I, what I'm, I'm going to say is, no, what, what you going by Saturday's performance? Is that what you're going by? I think... I think but it can I, also prove that we played, you know, in the end, we've actually done something all right in the end. But I'll be yeah, honest. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But what I'm thinking is, I don't think they're going to win the league if they carry on playing like they played against us for the last 30, 20 minutes of that game. No chance. That's Play badly thing. and pick up points. No, I think they thought the game was won and gave up. See, no, see, from my point of view, right, like you say, play badly and win games, they, they're also going to improve massively, a huge amount. They, they will strengthen as well in January, let's face it. 
they've got players in that team. They've got a great manager as well. They, they're going to do something this season. And oh, they might not win the league or whatever, but I guarantee they'll be up there and they will smash teams. They will tank teams by more, more than three or four goals. Also, let's be honest, no team just gives up. Like, Well, you know what? What I'm saying is I think they felt they were comfortable at 3-0. Mm-hmm. No, and they didn't, they didn't expect us to come back because of the way that we played. We picked up the pace. But that's they, a testament to us they, as well, also, well, isn't I get you th- I give you that. The they crumbled a bit. And, and in the past, West Brom have done that before. They've done that in the Premier League. They've been well in front of games and lost or drawn or last mm-hmm. minute drawn. And, and, and I, as you said earlier, another 10 minutes in that game, I think we could have got another goal. Yeah. Right? So, I, you know, how do you... How do you judge our performance on that one? Well, the first 60 minutes, we were crap. And then the last the 30 minutes, we were pretty decent. But also, we're, we're still a team. We're still a fresh, raw team, put it at that as well. Whereas we've got young players, obviously, we're still like trying to you know, get them together, trying to get them to gel more so, should we say. Because let's face it, they've, not, they've only played, what, five games together now? Six games, probably, if that. <clears throat> obviously, with pre-seasons as well. But if, look... West Brom have had a team there. They've got a team. I know what you're saying, obviously, about maybe whether they win the league or don't win the league. That, that doesn't matter. But from obviously, from our point of view, they've got players in it that have played together last season. Most of that team was in the Premier League. And in the end, all right, they went. They got relegated, but they weren't getting smashed either. They, they were holding their own for certain parts of it, especially towards the, towards the, towards the back end of the season. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I just, they didn't overly impress me. I thought maybe, maybe I was um, judging it by our performance. Rather than mm-hmm. their performance, because yeah. I, I thought we could have we could have really beaten them. That's how I felt about it. If we'd have really stepped up our game, we had it there. To, we could have, we could have given yeah, them a better no, game. And I agree, but unfortunately, from our point of view, we were shocking. And I'll be honest, even however well we played in the last, let's face it, probably twenty minutes plus the added time as well, we weren't that great until probably eighty-three minutes onwards or whatever. Well, no, I didn't think anyway, but. I think, think I think the part the saddest thing is after after the incident with the goalkeeper mm-hmm. uh, and Jordan, then we conceded almost immediately. Yeah, and I think if we did another kept, shit goal as well, it was yeah. a totally shit goal. Should we talk about the incident, which um, we've already like spoke about off of off of camera, off of the podcast, and it's been quite split, right? And you know, there's a few. Luton fans calling other Luton fans idiots on our social media for having an opinion, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Um, but we did a poll on our, t- on our Twitter page, Owen the Town, if you want to go vote. Sam Johnson on Jordan Clark, was it a foul? Was it not a foul? So at the moment, we've had 242 votes. 58% of people have said it's a foul. 42% of people have said no foul. Um, Jay said 58% of, uh, 58% of Luton fans are idiots. Dave, LTSC says majority of Luton fans are idiots. Um... What are your guys' views? Pizarro, are you an idiot? Well, it depends on <laughs> the way you look at it. So what? You, you're saying people are saying they're an idiot for saying it's not a foul? No, for saying it's a foul. So people are saying it's a foul? Yeah, but that's only sort of like, what, 50% of people or 57% of people? No, he's saying... No, the idiots saying, are the people the idiots who are think, people it's think it's a foul. Ah, oh, well, see, there you go. Then. I, I don't think it's a foul, no. So therefore, I'm not saying they're idiots, but look, it's subjective at the end of the day. It's people's opinion. I respect that. But all I am going to say is when you go in... Oh, excuse me, I keep coughing now because I'm bottling it. But no, um, basically, when you go for the ball, I've already had this conversation with you earlier, lads. Yep. And you win the ball first. doesn't matter if you're a goalkeeper, a defender, whatever. It does matter if you're a defender, <sighs> though. I'm sorry to say, I need to interrupt right, Dave, you. We'll, we'll get into that. <laughs> okay, so here we go. To me here we just, go. You know what I mean? Because like you would say to me is, Dave, I'm right, you're wrong. So no, in this I'm not going to say No, 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 no I'm, I'm right, not going to say you're that. wrong. All right? <laughs> okay. <laughs> but no, um... 
I just think that it's unfortunate. No one likes to see that sort of stuff, obviously, but you know, it doesn't matter who you are. It can be Watford Luton, but no one really wants to see that unless it's on Troy Deeney or Andre Gray. But <laughs> anyway, no. For me, the keeper's got there first, he's got the ball, and it's a collision. And Both players have gone hundred percent at it, so therefore no one's pulled out of it. So therefore, whatever happens, so be it. That's what happens after. Yeah, but if that's in the main field of play with two two normal players, not goalkeeper involved, then the referee calls it. Well. Would you not would you not agree with that? So if you make a challenge and take someone out and you follow through and you take someone out, you've seen people booked and sent off for that in the past. I'm not saying it was intentional. I'm not saying he didn't win the ball. I'm saying that he literally took out our player and at the time and from the angle I was sitting at, it looked horrendous. It looked horrendous. And I I think goalkeepers get too much um, protection. But maybe protection the other way, though. If they're getting fouled, maybe. Not if they're... Try- how if you're many, saying ti- the how many times have you seen a goalkeeper fall over the next... Yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. though. That's what I'm saying, though. The other way, maybe, for example. From this point of view, it was sort of like he was attacking the ball, which he got, for me, and he got the ball. And then he needs someone in the face. But unfortunately, that's, that's football. Why, why, are they allowed to lead, why are they allowed to lead with their feet and their knees? But Dave, you jump. You show me a jump in motion right now. I'd love to see it. I can't jump, going, mate. Yeah, I'm, well, I'm nearly 60 years old. When I can't you jump, jump, you put your knees up to jump as well. Also, he's going for the punch. You've also got to protect yourself as a goalkeeper. If you're going with the punch, you've got arms, right? Why do you need your knees? So what are you going to do? Hang on a minute. So what are you going to do this? Right? Hang on a minute. So Here we go. This. Hang on. So YouTube. Come on, YouTube. Come on, YouTube. in the town for this, everyone. If you're not on YouTube. You're jumping. Make sure you're on camera. Hang on a minute. Right, ready for this. Jumping like that. You're not going to do that. You're not fucking Superman. Jump like that. It's balance. You're balancing yourself. Not like... Not going, hang on a minute, right, ready? Oh, there you go. Like, what are you going to do? You're going to get clouded. Right, but... You're going to I think the main thing I would say, look, my input into this is, I'm not going to lie, at first, first viewing on the game, I thought, foul. You've kind of swayed me a little bit with your opinion, but what I, what I just don't think is fair in the game of football right now is you can raise your foot, like, head height and be nowhere near the player's head and it's a foul to the other team. That's true. And then, and then Jordan oh. Clark can get absolutely wiped out and lie there unconscious for 11 minutes and it's a free kick to West Brom. That's what well, I don't it, get. Actually, it wasn't a free kick. It was a drop ball. Oh, I thought the ref gave advantage when he... No, I think he just gave a drop ball. And I, I'd also say that, um, you know, we've had players sent off to try to do overhead kicks in the box because their foot has been too close to someone's face. You know? So that's, 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 that's and if my you've been thing is, what's the difference? There is no difference. What's the difference? So what's, what's the between sort of like if you put your, you, if you can if you or? can tackle just just forget about this incident right? You're saying if you can tackle someone in the middle of the park and you get the ball first, but you totally wipe them out and you maybe say you break their leg or whatever else, there's going to be no action. It all depends, isn't it, on how the, how the studs are up? You're going that, that's that's when it comes. Well, no, into no, it doesn't like, mean that because mm. you know the, the goal. Ke- I mean, I listen, there is no blame on the keeper in the. In, in the end, really, you know, when we're, we're saying that. But if in, in general, if goalkeepers are overprotected in that way, and, you know, anything they can do is not a foul. Not a foul. Most of the time, it's a, the goalkeeper gets away with it. Yes, most of the time. Yeah, but let's, but let's if, stay if back that, to this, that happens, this point of view. If that happens outside yeah. the area with two outfield players, nine times out of ten, that player gets booked or sent off. Yeah, um, I know I get what you, I do understand what you're saying, Dave, but 
I think there's you're talking about outfield players compared to goalkeepers. When you're a goalkeeper, you also have to protect yourself as well. Jordan Clark went full steam ahead. So did Johnston. Why do they have to protect themselves? For, against what? Well, everyone should be protecting themselves either way. Right, so how does an outfield player do that differently to a goalkeeper who puts his arms and his legs up? Because it's a different movement. It's different... Um, what's, the, what's the word? Body... You know what I'm saying. A goalkeeper, it, body, to, uh, body position or whatever is going to be completely different to an outfield player because an outfield player knows he can't jump with his hands up. That's the difference. A goalkeeper can. They have the use of their arms for a reason. And they can put their leg right into someone's face or chest and get away with it. So put their face in. Like, you know what? Yeah, you can, we, we just said you can't do an overhead kick and you'll get booked or sent off for it, but you can jump at a player with your leg leading and hit them in the chest and that's okay. That's what you're saying. No, I'm saying that... We're saying the laws of the game are wrong. I'm not, I'm not, saying, I'm not saying the goalkeeper was um, intentionally doing anything. What I'm saying is, you're telling me that the laws of the game are wrong because that's The allowed. laws of the game are wrong anyway. Yeah, I, I 100% would agree with that. The laws of the game are completely wrong. But from my point of view, as a go- well, not saying not, I'm not actually a goalkeeper. I used to play in goal, obviously, but that's not neither here nor there. That's not what I'm saying. It's but a cool story. Shut up, you know what I'm saying anyway. <laughs> but look, you can't expect a goalkeeper not to go for the ball just because it's no, a player I running in. I agree so that. What, so, right, okay, look, I'm not, obviously this sounds like I'm getting around, I'm not. At the end of the day, the Jordan day. Clark has gone for the ball, right? Yeah. And Sam Johnson's also gone for the ball. Sam Agreed. Johnson has got there first. Has got, he's got there first. Agreed. So therefore, what is the... He wiped the player out. Yes, because that's momentum for you. Well, okay. I don't, but I don't the, understand. The, I don't get it. I don't understand the whole... If that's a, I don't, you know, right. if that's... I just wondered, if that's a standard tackle in any other part of the pitch yep. and you win the ball and totally wipe the player out, he's unconscious for 11 minutes, the referee reacts differently. 100% he will react But David, you. you can't really compare it to like... Well, you, you have s- to, it's the no, same no, 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 but what I'm saying is you cannot compare it to something that we don't know. We need an example. Like, for example, we need an example. You know what I mean? But look, no, you know what I'm saying? Because look, oh, I just don't have to explain it because, I don't know, I, I'm not for football, right? Be in this sport where you can't, oh, you can't challenge like this, you can't challenge... For but me, that's what football... No, but no, football should be you challenge it all however you like to. As long as your studs are not up and you're reckless and you're going straight for his throat with your, well, it's your not, bottom of your it's stud. It's not like that anymore. It's not like that. It's not 1970s anymore. It's not like yeah, that even, anymore. Even going back 80s, seven, eight years ago, look at the Johnson Payne Trophy. Kevin Nichols could be sent off three times in that. Yeah, but it's not the same anymore. No, but Dave, I'm not saying it's the same, but what would you what would you be saying, right? What would you be saying if that was the opposite way around? And Sluger, for example, had done that. That's what I'd like to know. Well, I'd be saying he'd be lucky to stay on the pitch. That's what I would have been said. Or, yeah, on, the, on the day where we, were sit, where we were sitting, Bataro, I'm telling you now, if I had to make the split decision on the angle that I had on that whole incident, I would have gone, bloody hell, Sluger's going to go. That's what I would have initially. I would have totally thought that. Yes, yeah, no, I'm. I, I, I appreciate what you're saying. I really do. At the time, from the angle you've seen it, we at, had one view of it. Um, no, no, I get that. What's that? We run over. Yeah, I do. I do need to move you guys on. Okay. Um, let's just uh, read some comments. Look, we'll this is what we're we'll finishing yeah, afterwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're we're going to scrap that. Um, in the replies to this tweet, Daz Hatter says, "As we all know, no foul was given. However, I think it should have been deemed a reckless slash dangerous challenge." Uh, Ollie K says, not a foul, but the rules need to be changed to take into account dangerous play. Uh, Steve says, law 12, a tackle or challenge which endangers the safety of an opponent is serious foul play, which is a red card offence. 
There you go. And Trace, she says, not a foul, but dangerous as hell. Absolutely. So, what is endangering an opponent? I'll tell you what endangering an opponent is, right? Endangering, endangering an, an opponent is going up for a header every single time you get up for a header and you win the ball and they, they mistime their jump. That's, that's putting a, an opponent in danger. For example, David or Luke, if I went for a header with you two, right? You'd win it. Well, obviously, I'd win it, clearly. Because <laughs> I'm a lot fatter than you, like, anyway, for starters, because you wouldn't be able to get around my bulk. But what I'm saying is, if you mistime the leap, you went early or went late and I got underneath you or whatever. And as I was like, the impact of I've come across the ball, I've headed it fairly and my impact took me then into you and I've smashed into your head as you're coming down. It's not a foul. It's not endangering an opponent. It is. It's not. The goal no, it's not though. It's not though. No, okay, be well, serious. Be serious. It's not though, is it? You need him in the well, head. You need him in the head. Okay. Let's, um, I think, well, I'm not going to say it. Let's, yeah, I've learned the mics. Let's get your opinion. I went the town on Twitter. I've had to had to close these two off for a second. Um, I went the town. Go and join the debate. Team Dave, Team Bataro. There we go. Which one are you? Um, let's talk about Luton's two goals before we move on because we are massively over overshooting this. Um, <laughs> oh, I just won fifty eight quid. Sorry. Well done, mate. Well done. <laughs> well done. Uh, Cornick scored again. Two and two for him. Um, if he can yeah. keep up this form, then that'll be absolutely brilliant. Campbell did well charging down that clearance. It found its way to Cornick and. He's tucked that away beautifully, hasn't he? Do you know oh, what? When, again, when we were there uh, and watching the game, I didn't realise it was just a charge down of a, of a clearance. And it was, you know, he did really well to charge that down. And, and Cornick was mm. right place, right time, slotted in. I think 3-1. Quick gives yeah. something to cheer about. Um, you know, then I didn't realise how long we had left after that. Quite a lot of time. But so when I Pelly scored, well, yeah. Pelly again, right place, right time. He tucks it in after Cornick did well again. Um can we just say as well, before people start moaning that Cornet should have finished that first time, he did nothing wrong there. It was a great block on the great block as he managed to squeeze it through the defence and you know what I mean? Oh, I just it thought it was I thought it was a great goal. Yeah. It, it, was, it was opportunism. But, but you know what the other thing is? That when when we went three nil down and, and we didn't talk about the West Brom third goal because that was shocking. We haven't have we actually. That was a shocking, shocking defending. And it really? was yeah. I think it was as bad as the first two. Oh, oh no, bloody hell. You need to see oh, it. Naismith. Naismith was this so far away from him. Challenge, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. We gave the ball away, so didn't we? I think. Yeah, and yeah, Naismith. Three, I think it was. I mean, he had, he had time. To, do you know what? Whoever scored, I can't even remember who scored for them, but. Grant. Carl and Grant, yeah. yeah. He had time to, he could have swiveled three times around and not yeah. been bloody tackled. That's, that, you know. Naismith got the wrong side of him. He was nowhere near him. Horrendous. Yeah. So, you know, given that we given them, we literally given them three goals. Yeah. And then they would argue they gave us two, though. Nah. We, two. We, we, we stepped up for two. Two? Well, three of them were given. No, no, no I'm no, saying they, they would say that they gave us two goals as well. No, ah, they didn't. Right. No, they didn't. We worked Sorry. for them harder. That's what I'm telling you now. And as a Luton fan, everyone would agree with me. Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thought you went by. So, no, Cornix was a good goal. Uh, Pelly's, Pelly, we just took our chances when we, we, we stepped up. The last 20 minutes, we were the better team on that pitch. 100%. Do you know what? Thanks, Pataro. Like, yeah, yeah. Like I say the, about the goals, right? I thought this earlier, and I said I haven't said it, but yeah, the shit, there were shit goals all round from both teams. They were terrible goals, all terrible goals. They were. It from was, our point of view, it was. Say great closing down and whatever else, but from everyone's point of view, from a neutral, if you look at it that way, all terrible goals. Okay. Uh, um, sorry, we can have to move on. Pelly played his 300th game for the club. Well done. Uh, his first mm. game, FA Trophy away at Staines and a nil-nil draw. Producer Jacob says here in the running order. Uh, Pelly's 300th game away at West Brom. 
What journey he's had, though. Look, Batara, yeah, I know we, I know we've, uh, we've had our stuff on the podcast with Pell, but it's phenomenal to get three hundred games oh, for a football brilliant. club, especially nowadays. Hundred percent. I'm just glad to be honest. I'm just happy that he's made his 300 appearance because it was kind of bugging me that he kind of left in the summer on 295 or whatever it was. And he came back, obviously, you know, after him, his negotiation breakdowns with other clubs and whatever else. But to get him over the 300 mark is great. And look, I'm not going to sit, you know, you can sit and go, oh, yeah, Batari, you always have a little dig about me saying things. But it's not, look, you know, I always say it, it's nothing against Pelly. It's just sometimes, you know, but no, let's not focus on that. Let's no. not focus on that. We'll no, focus no. on you know, what he's achieved at the club. It's a massive achievement. Promotions and 300. And this day and age, like you say, that is phenomenal. Great. That's, that's the kind of thing you want to see. When I see that even at Premier League level, so oh yeah, they've been, been at this club since they were like the age of 16. And Mark Noble, for example, at West Ham. Quality. We can do that with Pelly. Bit different, obviously. He's a bit older when he joined, but you know what I'm saying? Then we Classy. are on retreat. Oh, you can't, you can't um, say anything but well done for yeah. staying with us that long. Right. And and also, yeah, exactly. And he's had some cracking games. He's had some poor games. But he's had, you know, he's, he's a Luton player and he's been Luton for 300 games. That's amazing. Mm. Luton and his blood. He does, he does well a round of applause, in fairness. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So, yeah, okay. good luck. Well done, pal. In a sec, we'll look at Elijah Adebayo, uh, how well he did at the weekend or how, how much he struggled to get into the game on Saturday. Uh, we'll get to that right after... This message from our lovely sponsors, Manscaped. Well, today's podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming, champions of the world. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They've just launched their fourth-generation trimmer, the Lawnmower 4.0, all across Europe. Yeah, you heard that right, the 4.0. You can join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code OWENTHETOWN at the checkout of manscaped.com. Bataro, you've uh, you, you've shaved your balls before, mate. You need to cut yourself, don't you? That's very rude, but yeah. No, <laughs> you're right, though, man. I mean, we've watched it a few times. So thanks so much to Manscaped. They did send us the lawnmower 4.0. I've got it right here. This thing is actually really, really good. It's got a nice little LED light, which means you can see... Uh, well, you should, well, you can even hear it. Oh, God. But yeah, <laughs> really, really, really good this. And you know what, right? There has been a few times, I'm not going to lie, where I've done it in the past. And when you catch yourself, it's sore. It's not fun. And it makes you nervous when you do it. But this takes away all them nerves. I'm not even, I know it sounds like you're making up, but it, it actually takes away all them nerves. Greg, can I just say, mate, it's a good job it's got a little LED light as well. Because you don't need much power for your little dodge, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, brilliant. Anyway, this upgraded trimmer includes a multi-function on-off switch that can gauge a travel lock. It also gives you the ability to turn the 4,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. Like like that. There you go. Uh, the lawnmower 4.0 oh, even allows you to custom- <laughs> even allows you to customize your trim for additional guard lengths with sizes one to four. It also has a lovely new wireless charging system that uses electromagnetic induction, which can help battery length last longer. It's waterproof as well. It's literally everything you want. It's really easy to use. It's simple. It glides. It doesn't cut you, and honestly, makes you a lot more confident. Dave, you're not saying a lot, mate. I know it's, it's weird talking about this with your dad, but it's weird, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit too much information, but uh, I do have my own one, so I'll give it a go later. Okay, yeah, that's too much information. Way too much information. Well, either way, it's um, yeah, it's, it's really good. Um, 
I think my girlfriend Alan agrees as well. So. <laughs> well, you can go and get 20% off and free shipping uh, at manscaped.com by using the code OWHENTHETOWN. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. Your balls will thank you. Thank you. Thanks again, Manscaped, for sponsoring our podcasts. Um, we also have a bit of a giveaway to do this week, which I'm really quite excited about. The Graphic Bomb got in touch with us on Twitter and they were like, look, do you want to give away an A3 version and an A4 version of this print? On YouTube, you can see it now on the screen. I love the way you looked at the camera there. You can see it now on the screen on YouTube. Um, and if you're listening, if you just head over to Owen the Town's Twitter page, producer Jacob's going to take this lovely photo and he's going to put it up with how you can win. But basically, the way you can win this, we've got an A4 and an A3 poster to give away. And the Graphic Bomb have said, you have to guess correctly how many pints Pataro drinks at the next game. Can I ask, can I enter? Or am I not allowed to enter? No, you can't. You're not allowed to enter. Because, because I'm going to be with you on match day, so I'll be buying the beers. Anybody want some extra information, let me know. <laughs> so find, so go find a tweet. Producer Jacob's going to put it up and uh, have a guess. How many pints will Pataro drink on Saturday? Um, also, sorry, <laughs> before we move on again, but last week on the podcast, you always said how many pints do you reckon Luke's going to drink at mm. Steve Nidge in yes. West Brom? Yes, go on. Do you want to have a guess how many did? Go on, go oh, have a guess. Go on, have a guess because I know. The thing is, right, is it pints or is it bottles as well? Because no, the thing is, how many drinks or how many pints? A bottle is not a pint, is it? And that's what I'm saying. How yeah. many bottles or how many pints? Okay, how many no, beers so did I have? How many beers did he have? But he's, right, he's, that'll how make beers. him sound, to be fair, that that'll, be, that'll make him sound really good. So bottles, bottles are not pints. Yeah, okay. No, that means definitely drunk bottles then. Oh, I can't drink a full pint. I'm have a bottle. At the vine, at the vine, I can tell you that Luke had two. Look, I, no, guess so right, that, you've just told me that's probably half his daily drinking ability. So four, no, actually, no, you should get a headache. Five, I <laughs> know, <laughs> <laughs> but definitely five. Well, let me just tell you, I had, I'm sad to say, I had seven. That's not sad to say, Dave. That's, uh, that's what I had, and I'm a lightweight, so seven. I'm seven. the biggest lightweight one day. Yeah, yeah. yeah, one day. I had a headache in the evening. Oh, I'm I mean, a lightweight. Seven was that Stevenage as well, both combined. Oh, no, no, because no, it's Stevenage. I had three at Stevenage. Did, did you? you? <laughs> yes. Did you? Did he? Yes. Yeah, I don't remember that, no, did you? I no. did. <laughs> Thank you. Mate, we was all drinking on the way up there. Well, oh, you have to drink to forget that Stevenage yeah. game. Let's yeah. not talk about that. I literally had like five small bottles of Australia. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Yeah. Five and small bottles. What's that? Okay, they weren't small bottles. They were just normal bottles. No, they were small bottles. Obviously, uh, my girlfriend Amber drove to the game. There was a stage where I was in the pub, and I think I just looked at her and went, I'm smashed. I'm so smashed. And I was like, I've literally had five. I'm like, I'm sorry, this is embarrassing. I've had like five drinks and I'm smashed. But then I'm, you know, I'm not heavy drinking. Yeah, anyway, so we, we know exactly what it's like. Oh, yeah, God, we know. God, can you get me some water with so that? How many beers are you going to have at the weekend? That's a great That's competition. And, cool. Get in touch. Owen the Town on Can't Twitter. Wait. And let's talk about Elijah Adebayo. Why did he struggle to get into the game at the weekend? Look, we've seen so much from this guy in, in his short career at Luton so far, and he's been so promising. Um, but do you reckon it was a bit of a lesson and for him at, at the weekend? Because Nathan Jones even came out in his, his press conference and said, Cameron Jerome gave Elijah Adebayo a lesson in how to be like a proper centre yeah, forward so at the an weekend. E- an experienced centre forward. An experienced centre forward comes on because he's, what, 30 odd years old. Do you know what, though? I just think Nathan anyway. Jones is saying that just to give him a kick up the arse. I don't think, all right, Ali Bayer didn't really do anything Saturday, but who did really do anything? Let's face it. It was hard for him to get into the game. But that's what I mean. Why Why was it hard for him to get in the game? Was it because the centre-halves for West Brom were... Uh, exactly, the centre-halves. Matt Clark, 
easily, easily one of the best defenders in the league. I don't care what anyone says. This guy's phenomenal. And obviously, who was the other one? Um, not semi Joe, was it? It was... Um, but that Premier League, that Premier Carl League, Bartley. yeah, but that Premier League exactly. quality, yeah, Premier League quality, yeah. and and let's, we, we we keep saying he stepped up. He's still a young boy, man. Yeah, he really is. He will learn from that. Um, he, he was a bit ineffective. Yeah. Wasn't He's he? playing League Two football last year, but look, yeah. we we know what Ali buys about. Sorry, the guy's phenomenal. He's fantastic. I can't say a bad word about him. And saying sitting here saying why did he struggle to get into the game? He struggled because us as a collective, we were shy overall. And secondly, I'd say that what opportunity did he really have to shine? Because what I've seen, he didn't really get the ball. The ball was just lumped forward. He was the only one up there by himself, pretty much. Yeah, but it's a, it's a, it's a six st- aerial jewels one, according to producer Jacob. But it's That's a striker's job. It's a striker's job like that when you're under that pressure to hold the ball up a bit, isn't it? Um, and he couldn't do that. maybe he, if you're Giroud, yeah, he literally couldn't do that. But when when uh, Jerome come on, he, he could. Also, Jerome came on for the last 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, but he still could do it. It's a bit easier, though, do you not know think? When you when you when the momentum swung a little bit in your favour, it's a little bit easier. Whereas Ali Bayer was in a struggling... Let's fact, he was in a very struggling... Oh, well, yeah, a much so struggling team. I suppose as a forward, you're only as good as the service or, or the support you get. Um, look, it's a big step. That's that's the probably the best opposition he's played. Well, Dan says he hasn't had experience against the top side, yeah. but he will learn. Hope for more yeah. goals tomorrow and on Saturday. Um, it's obviously, it's not like we're sitting here and we're slating him or anything. It's just like, like you said, the whole team seemed to struggle to get into the game at the weekend. And clearly for Elijah, it was coming up against two good centre-halves. Like you said, you, them two probably could go and play in the Premier League right now. Mate, they're brilliant centre-halves. And that's the thing. It's just maybe against them, it's it's a learning curve for Elijah, isn't it? Because at, at the end of yeah. the day, he's still a youngster. And also, right, look how deep we were. If that was a Harry Cornick, for example, up top by himself, it'd be a different sort of like threat because he'd be in behind, running. With Ali Bayer, he wants to ball at his feet. Do you know what I'm saying? He'll move the defenders around, but when he's got no support out there and the ball's coming to him, and let's face it, when did the ball really come to him? I don't really remember any yeah. at any point the ball was given to him real quality going, go on, Elijah boy, you have the ball, see what you can do with it. And there was no support. Every time he did get near the ball, there was no support. He was just chasing off shadows. That's what it was. It, yeah, you're only as good as the support you get. I get that. Mm. I get that. And, and he's young and he will get better. He will get better. This uh, boy's going all the way. And it's probably a, a bit of a wake-up call for him to thinking, actually, I've been doing really well right now. And then, uh, come but that's, then, then that's what can give a player some drive, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, actually. Okay, yeah. like, yeah, this is... This is real now. Train. Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. This is real now. And, and then this comment from Phil, he says, he's only just left a League 2 club playing against a just-left Premier League club. Give him some slack. And it's not like we're sitting here... That's what I said. We're not slating him. No. It is kind of just... It's, it's, not, it's not a lie that he struggled no. to get into the game at the weekend. And it's literally just... I want him to be the best striker we've ever Obviously, had. Obviously, yeah. I want him to be that. And I want him to develop into that player... He was just a bit off the pace at the weekend. And do you know what, Dave? I think he will become our best striker we've ever had. Or one of, not maybe not best, but one of the best. Because I've always t- told you the boys, and I'm going to say it again, I said it about two minutes ago, this boy's going all the way. I promise you that he's going all the way. Yeah, and I'm quite excited to have him in the team. And and, and, and actually, the first time I ever saw him play live, because, you know, um, I thought he was outstanding. So, yeah, he's going to have he's gonna have off days. He's going to have games when we, we play these um, sports, Better teams. Mm-hmm. You know, West Brom, like you say, tip to go up by yourself and most other people. Um, yeah, he did well, but not against them. Producer Jake has put some stats here. He has scored six goals, 
six games, five wins, one draw. We haven't lost when he scored a goal. Well, he should have scored Saturday then, because <laughs> that would have been much more fun. Um, yeah, you know what? Which isn't bad going, is it? No, he's a, he's a great player. He has great potential. And this is just a just a, a check on yeah. how his progress is going. You can't expect him to be brilliant every exactly. week. And the thing is, he sometimes might need a reality check. Even for himself, he might need that. Yeah, Phil's, Phil, Phil was right with what he said. You know, let's be honest, it's the first, it's the first big team he's come against, yeah. come up against. And... and you know, he didn't perform as much as he, he has done in the Christ, past. Can you imagine if he scored on Saturday? He raved could, about it. He's worth twenty five million. He could score a hat trick against Barnsley, and he's the best player we've had for a yeah. week. You know, it'll be interesting to see that Barnsley game tomorrow because they've yeah. started on on a good little bit of form. Can they continue what they did last season as well? Can we just get bounced back? Yeah, but we love Oakwell. We do it at the moment, don't we? Love it, mate. It's all right, we do. Um, should we get into some Instagram questions? We are going to overshoot mm. today, but oh, is that the, what I say? Is that what you say? Overshoot. 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 Well, Overdo. You did a film Overshoot. Shoot, Overrun. Yeah. We're overrunning. Overrun. You can no, do it every line. Porno, mate. Uh, yeah, sorry, mate. We're overrunning. Why just to mention that? Sorry. Awful. Um, uh, Callum LTFC, producer Jaggy sent me this one earlier, like, should we put it in? He said, petition to ban Luke's girlfriend from Gaines as she's cursed us. Wait. Hey. Yes. <laughs> Who said she that? used my ticket as well. Callum says that. Callum. Callum. Um, do you know what I'd say about that is... She can't be a curse because she was at Brentford Luton when Luton won 2 1 that day under Graham Jones on that Tuesday night. She was in that away end and we won, so she can't be a curse. Um, was she off. your girlfriend then? No. No, so it's no, not a problem, go, is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, we can't ban her because she's lovely to be. And fair. designated driver to away games. So and she is lovely. I just, I just want to, I just, Amber, I know you're listening. <laughs> I, just, I just want to tell you that you're lovely. <laughs> oh, God. Amber, you stole my ticket. You're never doing that again. Harry says, should Mus- Musquay start tomorrow? Haven't had to say Fred on your dinner today. Um, Wait, anyway, hey. should start, start tomorrow? Um, why? It's why not? Oh, well, I'm just oh. saying, why? Why, why, not? why um, not? Do you know what? When he, when he, uh, Stephen is, he did all right, didn't he? I think he's brilliant. Yeah, I thought he was brilliant. Yeah. Um, start instead of whom? I don't know. I don't think George you should Clark. start. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. In which case, yes. I, I'm, I actually, I quite like Musquee. I think he, the way that he played against Stevenage, you know, he showed a bit of flair. Probably mm-hmm. one of the better players on that night. Yeah, um, don't forget we've got Mendes Gomez as well. Yeah, but you know what? When we watched, when he came on, again, we, I'm going back two games to mm-hmm. the Stevenage game. I wasn't overly impressed with him no, that evening. Well, no, but... So I, I would say he would probably start in front of him. Can I also just say another weird thing as well? Yeah, yep. go for it. I'd like to see Kyoso start and Bree. Yeah, that's a weird thing to say. Yeah, very weird. Well, where are you going to play him? Well, one at right mid and one at right back. Kyoto at right mid. I'll take that. Yeah. I, I think solid, mate, all round. I mean, I've seen players play, come from right back to play right wing or whatever. For me, Kyoto does it all. And I mean, him and Bree, I'd like to see him just in the change. I'd rather, uh, mm, I would, I think I'd rather see Kyoto have a little go at right back instead of playing both. Mm. But if you play like a back three, maybe, push two forward. You never know. Good work. We might we might even need like someone like Kyoso centre back at the moment because if Bradley Bree and no, not Bradley Bree sorry Bradley Burke and Lockyer ain't back then we might change it up because like Andy Mister Burgess likes to say was it square pegs in round holes yeah and I think he's you know he's spot on with he that is, yeah because it's kind of true you can't true. keep filling the void with set with players that don't play in them positions so. James says, is it wrong to be more annoyed at the first half than pleased with the effort shown in the second half at West Brom? No. 
Sorry. No, because you know you can be annoyed at the first half because you realise that given how we played the last twenty minutes of that game, if we'd have played it like that in the first half, we'd have got a result. So you, you know it's not wrong to be more annoyed, James. Not wrong at all. Joe says, "Do we need a new backup goalkeeper?" Nah, we're happy with Shea, even yeah. after the yeah, yeah. He hasn't, he hasn't played for a long time. I'll be honest, I saw a lot, a lot of stick for Shea on... Um, Tuesday night after Tuesday night. Yeah, it pissed me off a little bit. I didn't like that. This guy's never put a foot wrong. I'll probably... Yeah, <laughs> okay, hang on, hang on. Shrewsbury no, really on put the ball down, but yeah, yeah apart but from that. He, 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 he... The first goal at Stevenage, you could debate, he was too far out. I was, it was horrendous. No, yeah. it was his mistake. The second, yeah. go, the second goal, I, I, I think, deflection. wicked deflection. Yeah, so deflection. Um, and he couldn't get anyone. But can in we the just say though, when he did play in that little stint, it was at league back in League One. Yeah, where he took over from Stick. He, he was one of the best keepers we've seen. I think, obviously, Mark Tyler. What a man for us he was. But I think James Shea when he stepped in, you know, he looked he looked he did solid. A job. He did yeah, an absolute he's very job, very yeah. good. And I tell you what, there's some important saves back in that League One season. Yeah, where I he agree. kept us in games and, and a really pretty, nice guy yeah. as well, James. Yeah, yeah, so, really nice guy. So I think he's he's perfect so, competition to Sluger. So. so the answer to Joe is no. Mm-hmm. Um, we have another James who said Jerome to start instead of Adebayo no I always see I think like playing both well that'd be Maybe. nice I'd, I'm going to say I'm going to put it out there now if Jerome gets on the pitch against Barnsley he's going to score yeah Ooh, there you go get a little bet on it Dave be interesting to see what the team is though tomorrow night at Barnsley or tonight at Barnsley whenever you're listening to this because obviously Clark isn't going to be able to play so is it we're going to bring in potentially someone to come on that wing and move someone more central, or are we going to just go like maybe bring Lansbury in and play Lansbury more central? I'll tell you, mate, Kiosa right centre back. Is that what you're saying? Bree right wing back. Back three. It'll be interesting, mate. It'll be interesting. And Jerome, look, Jerome sponsored yeah. by DNA Driving Me, School. Just uh, let so you know. That's probably why you're cracking yeah. on with that one. Yeah. yeah, cracking on. But no, look, tomorrow I just think. See, I don't know what Barnsley like now, but we knew it a lot last season, obviously under Ishmael, but. I think tomorrow it's going to be a tough one. It's going to be, I think it's going to be one goal wins it tomorrow. I'd like to go up there and make sure we get a positive result. Mm. You boys going to Barnsley? Mm. Uh, well, do you know what? Do you want to go? I've got to work till six. Well, there's so no, 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 way, no way. I can't get it off. But what I'm thinking is, I was not listening. Could you not just phone just, in and say you've got COVID? Just some, no, I'll just give some of my fob. Just, just, just say you've got out. COVID. Dave, I can just give some of my fob and I can just go, yes. Yeah, I've got my second six. vaccination tomorrow and right. then uh, right. I can't get the time off work either. So, Bataro, yeah. oh dear. if you change your mind, phone me early. There's no yeah. way he's going, just ignore him. Anyway, that's all we got time for today. <laughs> I'm going to go. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Get us on YouTube, <laughs> Owen the Town, uh, rate us five stars as well. No, because I'll just lower your mics like that. Uh, yeah, get us on YouTube, <laughs> Owen the Town, on socials, Owen Town. Go into their competition as well, the graphic bomb. And we shall see you next week. 